0: Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news, Hair. many imitators, but no Badass
0: Women's Hour excel with
2: Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One,
1: two,
3: three, four!
2: Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bit, our little gift to you podcast subscribers. Now, I was hosting the show this week as H had a fall, so she's doing okay, but I had to do with a bit of an emergency stand-in and that bit of the show is hard. Anyway, in today's episode, we had a conversation with Salda Ali, who is the producer of a BBC Stories film looking into why black women are five times more likely to die from childbirth. We also heard from Candice Braithwaite on her own experience and what she thinks needs to change. We were then joined by the co-founder of Green and Black Chocolate. Joe Fairley gave us all the inside tips on building a chocolate empire. We've got a really serious story that we're talking about now. Um, this week, BBC Stories put up a new video showing a shocking statistic that black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth than white women in the UK. Um, so what we've got on the phone, we've got um, two women uh, to tell us about this research. We've got Saud Ali, who created the video, and also Candy Spraithwaite, who nearly died in childbirth. Uh, starting with you, Sauda, can you tell us a bit about the video and why you decided to make it?
1: Absolutely. Firstly, thank you for having me on. Um, our report did find that black women are five times more likely to die uh, as a result of a complication during pregnancy. That research came out late last year, so around November 2018. And um, I sort of pitched this story from around February, early this year, and we've been working on it for months on end to try and find the key characters to tell the story. It hasn't received the most sort of um coverage, but what we hope to do with the film is really humanise that statistic, and I think we've done that.
2: Yeah, so it hasn't received much coverage. Did you say this story? Because I was absolutely shocked to read this.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, when, so when the research has come out around November 2018, and I came across the the, the publication by Embrace. Um, Embrace are the uh, organisation that looks into confidential inquiries um the tunnel of death, and to try and find, they sort of try and find. Um, they they look at the stuff that sort of I can't look at.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um And from that, in November 2018, there wasn't any. There wasn't sort of any mass coverage. And early this year, in April, there was another colleague of mine in the BBC who produced an article. There have been sort of other. Co- there's been a, other coverage early this year, but I, but when we made this video, there were still a lot of people who were saying, "I have no clue. I had no. I have. No, I have no idea." So I, I don't know if it received. That
0: much coverage, that I could go on. And I, I would I would agree with you on that. As a black woman, the only time that this was highlighted to me was when Serena Williams said that she nearly died during childbirth, and it took for her to tell her doctor that she knew there was something wrong. Um, and so knowing that, you know, in the UK, black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth, and we've got these stories um there, and uh, you know. You, I think when you started doing the research, you saw more and more women come forward. It's an absolute shame that we're not talking about it and we're not actually getting any clarity on what's being done to fix this. Do you know any reasons why um, the the rate
2: uh, of women not being looked after properly is happening? Do you know what the causes is? Because five times is it's just such a disparity between um, white women that it just like, do we know what's causing this?
1: Absolutely. I, well, I completely agree with you. When we spoke to Professor Marion Knight who conducted the research you know she clearly said to us there is no one easy answer and we mm-hmm. can't and she couldn't sort of tell us that there is that there is anything but what she did say was that there are kind of two main reasons why which is you know there could be the why which is severe bleeding or heart disease or sort of any medical aspects to it but there's also another why in terms of did the treatment, how was the treatment that these women got, um, and could we then treat women better? And those are the two main ways that she will be looking into later this year, um, in terms of the new research they're trying to take um, take on, to try and find out. Really, why these numbers are so high? So there is definitely more research to come, and there will be more release later on this year. Yeah. But at this point, we do have just those two main two main why.
2: Yeah, because there was something I saw on Twitter this week, which was an image that that went round, which was the guidelines that uh, nursing and medical staff get on how to treat ethnic minorities, and they had guidelines there that when you um, treat some people have got a higher pain threshold or like don't see um, a, a can tolerate higher pain threshold and things like that like it was just really awful In terms, it was
0: from um a u.s medical um uh handout because it referenced people from hispanic cultures it referenced african-americans and it basically said um you know these various groups present in in x way uh but it was also then dismissing levels of pain yeah and so as you were saying, Sada, I wonder if it's all all connected. Um, doctors aren't necessarily, or, or um, gynecologists, and everyone in the room at the time are, are they necessarily paying attention to the right things? Candice, Absolutely. let's let's bring you in on on this. What's what's your uh, related story?
1: Um, I gave birth to my daughter. I had an induced labor for 19 hours only dilated to one centimetre, begged for a C-section. Three days later, kept complaining to all of my five midwives that I wasn't feeling well. All of them told me that I was overthinking it and I was spending too much time on the internet. (sighs) Five midwives? I had five midwives. My daughter fell asleep on my chest one night. I was so exhausted. I was awoken by this horrendous smell, thinking it was her nappy, I get downstairs and I realize it's me. My C-section wound has exploded and I'm leaking this black and green pus. I'm it back to the hospital and I'm severely septic and I was separated from my newborn for five weeks.
2: Oh, Candice. How, how have things been? How, when you look back now, do you, do you think, I mean, you obviously weren't listened to, but do you think there was anything else that, you know, what would you change going back now?
1: I changed the way I advocate for myself. I think I'd speak up more. Um, I was, I, I understand that uh, health professionals want to throw around things like, oh, heart disease and such and such, but I was as fit as a fiddle. Mm-hmm. I was an ultra marathon runner. You couldn't get fitter than me at the time, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I know people like to dance around the subject, but I don't have to. We're really at a dangerous point of institutionalized racism within the NHS, Mm -hmm. where black people are written off the minute they walk through the door. And this isn't singular to myself as a black woman. Mm. There are hundreds of us in the UK that have this story. I think what happens, like my dad always used to say, when the US sneezes, everyone else catches a cold. And mm. So these stories about Serena and Beyonce coming out have made black women in the UK feel more supported in admitting that, especially when it comes to maternal health care, we are not supported, we are not listened to, and our feelings aren't validated.
2: Yeah, because Serena and Beyonce had the same, the same story, right? That they weren't mm-hmm. listened to.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. And these are black women who are millionaires. Yeah. Or well, maybe even billionaires. And if you've got that money to support the way you advocate for yourself and you still feel like you have to prove that you're sick before you get the help you're entitled to, what does that say for other black women in the UK and the US? Who are just regular working class folks? Yeah. You so, don't really stand a chance.
0: What's your response um, to the statement from Perse? Professor Jacqueline Dunkley-Bent uh, when she says by 2024 75% of women from Black, Asian and minority ethnic communities and a similar percentage of women from the most devi- deprived groups will receive this continuity of care from their midwife throughout pregnancy, labour and, po- and the postnatal period as a key part of our ambition to receive um, achieve 50% reductions in stillbirth, uh, mother and child deaths and serious brain injury and she's just referring to uh, a long-term health plan. Do you think 75% 25% is enough, and do you think 2024 is fast
1: enough? Uh, not fast enough at all. I think I mentioned this on my Instagram. I, we need to be a lot quicker with this. And it's not being treated as the urgent matter that it should. I think we have bigger conversations about plastic and air pollution mm. than we do black women's lives. Also, in the response that the government gave to the petition I started, they admitted that black babies have a 50% higher chance of dying in their first 28 days. So it's not just the mothers we need to think about, it's Mm -hmm. the babies as well. And honestly, I just read these responses as a big waste of time. And I will implore black women to band together and don't ever feel like you have to go to an appointment by yourself or if your partner or husband isn't present, that you have to go and not be listened to. Take someone, speak to people, a bit like we've always been doing, especially. It's going to have to be peer-to-peer support until the NHS get their act together.
0: Wow. Well, I agree with you, Yes, definitely. But banding together is one thing. What else can we do? So, you know, we're on on, on air right now. What else can be done? You've got a petition. Ooh,
1: well, we've, got, and we've got a petition that, to my admission, I'm quite furious. It's not even hit the 100,000 mark yet. Right. And again, like I said, for things like rubbish and air pollution, those um, petitions already hit the highest quota. I cannot force white people or great britain to start treating black women with respect but that's what we need first and foremost to be seen as human Mm -hmm. and not dehumanized we are literally the lowest on the totem pole so there needs to be an overhaul yes in the nhs service but in great britain and the way we think about race as a whole this is a really tiny slice of a massive cake That needs to be digested by all what are the conversations we're having about race and black women in classrooms if any what are our children being taught and read and i think i don't want to go there but the state of our politics shows where we are right now in life in general we're not seeing each other as equal and Mm -hmm. until that happens day to day there is no way that's going to happen within our health service and furthermore when you see the kinds of things that these doctors are being taught or encouraged to think especially in in regards to how much pain threshold black people have, Mm -hmm. of course they're going to work every day thinking, oh, that black woman complaining, you know, she'll be fine. I've read somewhere that they do fine without their medication. Honestly, it just infuriates me. Before we wrap
0: up, where can we find your petition and where can we find out more about this to help you on this journey?
1: On the Parliament website. If you can't find it there, you can um, go to my Instagram and there'll be a link in my bio. And I'm Candice Brathwaite, no I in the first syllable.
2: Thank you so much, Candice. And thank you so much, Souda, as well, for creating the video and creating awareness. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio.
1: She'll get you talking.
2: And we are honored to have yes. the co-founder of Green and Blacks here, Joe Fairley. Welcome to the studio, Joe. Thank you for having me. I am in awe of you because I remember when Green and Blacks first came out and it was a total revelation yeah. that there was other chocolate other than Galaxy and Gabri and Cabri, Yeah,
3: and the supermarket buyers, some supermarket buyers said to me, The British will never eat chocolate this dark. And we we're like well, we like it. Yeah. We think other people like it.
2: But like, where where did you start? I'm, you know, massively fascinated by entrepreneurship. You know, Green and Blacks is a massive empire
3: now. Where did it start? It started on my husband's desk. Craig is an old hippie entrepreneur. So you're co-founder. of the I'm business, co-founder right? yeah. with with. We married we married the same year that we launched the brand. Wow. There was a lot on. <laughs> a busy year. Um, a busy year. And uh, he had a reputation as a whole food pioneer and people were always sending him ingredients and products saying, can you help me distribute this or get it off the ground? And, and he stumbled across some organic cocoa beans and had a sample made of the world's first organic chocolate and He specified 70% dark because he had built his whole, he had a company called Whole Earth, built on the foundation of no added sugar. Obviously, there's sugar in chocolate. But he wanted something that had the least amount of sugar that you could get get away with. And as you do, I found two squares on his desk, the last two squares from the bar, because he'd eaten all the rest of it. I put it in my mouth and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? This is the best chocolate I've ever eaten. And to cut a long story short, eventually he turned around to me and said, you know, he didn't have a, a budget for doing it or the will at that time. He had plenty going on. Why don't you do it? So I risked my entire nest egg of 20,000 quid, which I got from selling my flat before I moved into the, with him at the Portobello Road. And um, we came up with a brand in bed one Saturday night um, Uh, And we were green because we were organic, and we were black because we had the darkest chocolate on the market at the time. Yeah. And I'd bought a postcard when I was about 16 in Carnaby Street of a man on a diving board, and it said, If you don't do it, you'll never know what would have happened if you had Mm. done it. So basically, I went off that diving board. But it was a very scary kind of thing to do. And guessing
0: that you heard no a lot in the beginning. Uh, Or maybe not with chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) But chocolate bars didn't look like green No, they didn't. They weren't. That was the other thing.
3: That was the other thing is particularly for an eco product. Mm -hmm. um, We used design to kind of catapult us out of what could have been an eco niche. And uh, because everything at that point that was organic was a little bit kind of. Organic wasn't. No, it wasn't sexy. No. but I was wanting to have something that sounded like it was a traditional British confectionery company, a kind of vintage brand like mm-hmm. Callard and Bowser and Bark and Dobson. We were green because we were organic, we were black because we had the darkest chocolate on the market at the time. So and, right. um, but, you know, if, I'm in there, if I'd there i known what it was going to be, I literally would have been too scared to do it. Really? I'd have been too scared to
2: put one What, was, in what front your, of were the your end. ambitions? If you go back to yourself on that first <laughs> year of business. small. Was, was it, I mean, yeah. Well, were you just like, actually, I just want to make that 20 grand back? What was Well, your, yeah, kind
3: yeah, of. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <Okay>. yeah.
2: <laughs> but also, um, I thought that because
3: Craig did, ha- did, does have a great reputation as an innovator in that world, He's he's launched lots of firsts. I knew that we would get good distribution in the natural food trade, and so I thought we'd be quite successful in the natural food trade. And then this extraordinary thing happened, which is somebody rang me up, and it was a buyer from Sainsbury's, and he said, one of our directors has had your chocolate at a dinner party, and we invite you to submit your chocolate for the next range review. So I went home that night, and I said to Greg, oh, by the way, Sainsbury's rang today. (laughs) And he's like... No, it doesn't happen like that. You have to go knocking on their doors. And as far as we know, it was actually Lady Sainsbury who had it at a dinner party. Oh, wow. And obviously, you know, the power behind all thrones. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, She made sure that they had it in, on the shelves. And uh, that was, that was how we got our foot in the supermarket. Door. But were you ready
2: for that kind of scale production though? Like how were you producing the chocolate? Was it, you know, dinner? it was,
3: it was produced in France on a very small scale.
2: Mm. Um, but luckily, uh,
3: we managed to just, Keep increasing, and occasionally the factory got bought, and we would had to find another factory, and uh, it was a bit it was a bit hair raising from that point of view. But and we use something; it's a kind of way of borrowing money from the bank called invoice discounting. Yeah. I mean, if I'd done it today, I probably would have crowdfunded it, you know, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't an option then. But invoice discounting means if you've got an invoice for £100 and it's to somebody like Sainsbury's, your bank will give you 75 quid straight away and they'll give you the other 25 quid minus their cut when that invoice is paid. But you don't have to wait. Sometimes it's six months Mm. before those big companies pay you. Mm -hmm. And for a tiny company, that that can be absolutely crippling. Yeah. No,
0: I hear you on that. And so... Where, I, where, where are things at now? I, there are lots of fabulous flavors, and I was just saying mint is one of mine.
3: Yes, I know, and I managed to accidentally bring that one along. Which is fabulous but what's next for the brand? Well we have, you know the thing about chocolate is you've got to keep launching new flavours to keep people excited and interested and obviously Craig and I have to taste them (laughs) because I am still a chocolate ambassador. Let me tell you there are worse jobs in the world Mm. especially right now (laughs) Um, and so yeah there's a kind of steady pace of of product development etc but we deliberately didn't overextend the brand. I mean, Craig was famous for having a brand that spanned everything from jam to peanut butter, tomato ketchup, spaghetti sauce, blah-de-blah, soft drinks, etc. And and that was such hard work. Mm. So we kept it really kind of tight and focused. But global. But global now, yeah, global now. You know, I mean, we were acquired by Cadbury's and that was acquired by Mondelez. But what I see all around is that big companies like that are desperate to change the way they do business. And they've looked at the way we do business with Greener Blacks. Mm. They've learned from that. They have an amazing project in West Africa called Coco Life, which is a $400 million investment in farmers and their families in West Africa. And, you know, it's being driven partly by conscious consumers who are asking difficult questions of brands but also when you are a big company and you want to attract young talent now they come in asking really difficult questions about the ethics of an organization they you know if you want talent you've really got to have some good answers thank you joe
1: one two three four this has been the badass women's hour podcast with me harriet minter natalie campbell and ms sexton If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour, HR, um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it.